Welcome to the Pigsty's Rabid Reaction Podcast for Arkansas's 83-51 loss at home on Saturday, January 6th against Auburn. As always, we will get some analysis done for you in under 10 minutes and get you back on your merry way. I want to hit you with some numbers here right off the top. I know I typically try to save some of this for later, and I'm going to give you some analysis in a bit, but one of some numbers that I think are really important right off the bat. Uh, on the season, Auburn is shooting 33% from three. They shot 38% from uh, three to, today against the Hogs. Hogs as a team have been shooting 35% on the year, shot just 29 uh, today. Auburn had 48 points in the paint to just 18 for the Hogs. There's your 30-point difference right there. Hogs had 13 turnovers to Auburn's seven. All of those numbers uh, are important, but they're not as important as the number one. One as in the number one worst loss in the history of Bud Walton Arena. And I don't really know where the Hogs go from here. I mean, they only trailed by seven at the half. This was a 37-30 to ball game at halftime. It just seemingly no halftime adjustments or not, or the wrong halftime adjustments made by Musselman and his staff uh, compared to, to what Bruce Pearl was able to do for the Tigers. I want to make it clear. I don't think... Eric Musselman is a bad basketball coach. Far from it. I think that would be a pretty foolish point for me to sit here and try to argue. I think it would be pretty ridiculous for me to argue that I think Eric Musselman is a bad basketball coach. Nor do I think that this team is is made up of, of bad basketball players. I think we've seen evidence time and time again for a lot of these guys that they have skills that are, are SEC caliber. Even guys like Jalen Graham, right, who I find frustrating at times, we've seen him be an obviously SEC caliber player from time to time in, in his tenure here at Arkansas. So when I look at all, across the board roster-wise, I don't think it's a roster made up of, of players who aren't SEC caliber. So I think you have a team that has, is coached by a good coach and full of good players, but right now it feels like watching bad improv. I mean... It, it feels like every person on the court, including the coaching staff, is just kind of doing their own thing. There is, there is nothing in sync. There is nothing unified or united about this basketball team right now. And truthfully, I'm using that word team very loosely. This doesn't feel like a team right now. This feels like a collection of dudes uh, on, on the playing side who wanted this opportunity to, to get a chance to play in the SEC and are, are using that, that opportunity to try to further their own careers in the future. And it feels like a coach who, who has had some success and, and, and may be coasting a little bit this year. A couple of points that I want to make. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to highlight any players. I mean... Keon Minifield would be the only person I would highlight uh, for a positive reason, but even he was a minus 17 uh, today, so I'm not I'm not highlighting um, Minifield or any players who, again, Minifield had a good game. He shot the ball pretty well from three, had a few assists, but he was a minus 17. This this was this was just a <laughs> this was just a, a hurricane of of poor basketball uh, from the Hogs, but there are definitely some issues. 
that we have to figure out. So for starters, coming into SEC play with the record they have and with most bracketology and most predictions not even having them in the NCAA tournament, this is not a team that can afford afford another slow start in January. We can't turn around and, and have a terrible January, January and think we're going to suddenly put it together and be an NCAA tournament team, a Sweet 16 team that we've been expecting this, this squad to be. This was a preseason top 15 ball club. Those expectations are far, far in the rearview mirror. And if, if Musselman and the players want to have any semblance of those expectations again, they cannot afford a slow start in January. We can't turn around and be, you know, two and six in conference play this month. So they need to take this lump today against Auburn, and they need to turn it around pretty soon and start winning some some conference games. What's tough is I'm also just nowhere near knowing who our consistent five to eight best guys are. I don't know if Eric Musselman does either. There's it, there's just so much tinkering uh, with the lineups and with the you know combination of guys on the floor at a given time. None of them seem to be working in a way that's effective against good basketball teams. We're not talking about North Carolina Wilmington, right? We're looking for a lineup of guys that will consistently play well together against tough competition. The SEC is tough this year. When you look top to bottom, there are no no easy wins in this conference this year. Maybe Vandy, maybe Mizzou. But other than that, you're looking at a conference of 12 teams that are really, really tough. South Carolina playing really, really well this year. Florida, Kentucky, Texas A&M, Mississippi State is a good ball club. Ole Miss undefeated at, at the time of this recording under Chris Beard. So Musselman has got to start to figure out who are the dudes he can rely on and in what combination do they fit well and play well together. What's tough is there if there's not a guy, and this is I this is not a new issue in the Musselman era. This is not suddenly something that exists now and hasn't existed in the past. This is this has been a, a fairly consistent, my fairly consistent concern with with what Musselman does, what did, on on the offensive end. If there's not a guy just having an ungodly shooting night and going off for 30, there's not a dude that has stepped up to do that. This team doesn't look good. If there's not a guy just having the greatest shooting night or greatest scoring night of their life, this team is going to lose ball games. I mean, look look back at this historically. That Kansas comeback, what was it? It was Devo Davis going nuts in the second half. It was Devo Davis v. Kansas. Right when you think of some of the early, early, uh, earlier teams for Musselman, you had a guy like Note who, who through his faults would go out and get you a ton of points. You had Mason Jones his first year who would do something similar, a guy you could consistently rely on. This team doesn't have that consistent person to rely on 
And if it's not Battle or Mark or Minifield scoring 30, this team's not winning ball games. And I don't know that that's a sustainable approach. I don't know that that's a sustainable offensive game plan if you're wanting to win at a truly high level. we got about a minute and 40 seconds left on my clock. And this feels like the epitome of beating a dead horse. Uh, so we'll we'll close here. Um, to all, all of our new subscribers, I promise typically there's, there's uh, more positivity <laughs> here. Uh, and there can be. There just wasn't a lot of positive things to say about that game. Uh, so if you could, please, if you're new here, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for reading the pigsty. Kyle and I really appreciate it. Uh, we have again, we have some cool stuff that we're cooking up and working on uh, in the in the coming months. Please, our request is if you could please just share this with one person that's a hog fan. If you could share this with one other hog fan uh, and get the podcast and the Substack out to them, uh, that would be tremendous. Uh, so thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see you again after the hogs next ball game. <laughs>